What's up, dude? How are you? I'm hanging in there. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I like the background. One second, we can get off this. Can you hear me better? Yeah, I can hear you good. Okay. For some reason. There we go. There we go. I like the background, man. Thanks, man. It's, it's dark here in Cleveland right now. You're looking awfully dapper. Hey, this is the new and improved Joe Vore podcast, man. We got like a set. I'm dressing up. We got a new logo. It's, um, it's, it's coming along, man. I'm excited about it. I love it, dude. Yeah, I'm so happy to see all the stuff you're doing. Are you still in, uh, are you still in Arizona? Yeah, I'm an Arizona dude. I, well, at risk of giving away my information, I'm a Arizona resident. Damn, man. I know. It's, it's That's kind, so cool. It's, it's kind of surreal. I did it back in the fall, and it felt a little weird. I still look at my Ohio ID once in a while, but it's like, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be, but it's, it's weird being like an official Arizona person now. Yeah, I can only imagine how weird it'd be, but dude, that's so awesome. I'm really happy for you. Thanks, man. You're the. I love so going back to your background again. I'm uh, I'm cracking up because it looks like it's the same. I don't know if you remember playing NBA 2K, and like if you did a franchise, you could always pick like where the All Star game was. And my buddy and I, the snowman, will love this. He, uh, <laughs> we we played probably ten years worth of a franchise over the span of like a weekend. And we would always yeah. pick the all-star game to be in Cleveland. And that was basically like the black and white version of that picture would always say like, oh, look, we'd always be like, the all-star game is back in Cleveland. How exciting. Can't believe they chose this again. And that was always the picture <laughs> that they used. So it's like, I can't, it's like, it's like cracking me up right now. It's like an ultimate inside joke. No. And it's like, it's like whatever, uh, whenever somebody comes here and films something they're like, Oh, we got to like go to this exact spot, wherever the hell it is. It's right. like the same picture every time. So I don't know. It's just a popular spot. That's it is. Funny. Speaking of popular spots, you were sort of not really my neck of the woods, but a place I'm familiar with. Were you in Ashland yesterday? I was dude. Yeah. So you did skydiving and then grand, was it grandma or grandpa's cheese barn? Uh, grandpa's cheese barn. Yeah. So I was right down the street. Um, <laughs> Um, cause you're from, are you from Mansfield or are you from Lexington? Yeah, I, I grew up in Lexington, but I tell, I mean, you obviously know where it is, but outside people, I'm like Mansfield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's so nice. I know. It was fun. It's good. I like Ashland. It's a cute town. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, it's cool. AU, that's where we would do, um, our football team camp. So that was always fun to like go there and they have a great facility. So Ashland's great. Thank you. Thank At- you, man. No, it was cool. I got to go around. Yeah, skydiving was nuts. Yeah. Coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life, I think. So I bet. It was good. Yeah. I bet. Let's start with the um I kinda wanna we're rolling. I'm just I figure I've had you on a hundred times, so we're just gonna we're just gonna shoot it, man. I just wrote down no, 100%. All a good. bunch All of good. random just so you know, like we're not just dicking around here. But how long no, so right. so you've been doing exclusively like you quit your job, your job is content now, right? How long has that been? Uh, a little over three months now. Yeah. How, how's that been? Talk, talk about it. What were you, what were you doing before again? What was your job? I was in digital marketing um, from a co- for a company on the West side of Cleveland. And uh, okay. yeah, it's, it's been, it's honestly been terrifying, scary, and super exciting at the same time. I think um, just like going after it, I think is super surreal. Like for the first time and you know, we're like, Hey, like I'm, 
the person that has to bring in the pills. I can't really rely on anybody else. And uh, yeah, like like for example, like taxes are gonna be super scary because I still I, I keep delaying those, so that's great. <laughs> uh, but there's so many good things that come from it too. Like I can vacation and go anywhere I want, whenever I want. Right. I can work with anybody I want. I can set my own schedule and hours and stuff. And that's that can be a blessing and it can be a curse. Um, but I'm figuring that all out right now. And uh, I will say though, it has been super rewarding. Other than um, other than my Twitter getting permanently suspended, I think it's been it's been decent so far. Wait, that was per- it's why why did it get suspended and what's the status of that? It's gone it's gone forever. Yeah. Well, well, as of now, yes, um, I am appealing it. So, basically, just to give you a background, people yeah. are listening a background. Um, DMCA, which is like Dis- Digital Music Copyright Authority, or I don't know what the A stands for. Probably asshole. Yeah. Um, to me, they're assholes. <laughs> Basically, um, they don't have an agreement with Twitter. Uh, They have one with TikTok and Instagram. YouTube, they don't really have one either. Um, But basically, if you have, like, any song in the background or in a video at all, um, it's a DMCA violation because it's not your song. Not that I'm profiting off or anything. But anyways, TikTok and Instagram, great laws with an agreement. Twitter, they have no agreement. So they flagged me for a video I posted July 25th, 2020. Oh. They flagged me for it last week. It had a Machine Gun Kelly song in it. It was a Baker Mayfield hype video. And right. yeah, it's just uh, it's weird. It's, no, it just came out of nowhere. Um, I've had a few violations though. So I mean, rules are rules. Like I, I get that, but the laws are so vague, and it's not like I was you know going out of my way just to you know break some DMCA laws. Like yeah. So it's what it is. But I hope I'm appealing it now. Hopefully we get it back. Uh, but it kind of sucks. You know, I built that baby up first. And, yeah. Uh, just kind of see it go to the wayside. Just kind of, uh, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, you were up and over forty k, right? Yeah, and I think it, I'm starting to make. Um, I'm starting to because I my career and stuff right now. I predominantly, you know, my income is TikTok and things like that. I'm pulling yeah. from YouTube and other things like that. But TikTok's the main thing. And Twitter, I was just starting to get some stuff from it, like big things from it, because I was a media member at the NFL draft, right? Report. I did some stuff on Amazon Prime. And part of the Amazon Prime agreement was keeping tweets up for more than a month. And they were up for three days before my account got suspended. So it's like, ah. So, but yeah, so hopefully I get that back. That'd be, that'd be nice. Yeah, good Lord. So what, what has been your main thing from, since you started just doing content? Has it been you going around to these different towns, being toured around, whether it's like the mayor or just different people and going to different restaurants? Is that like the, that's like the main thing that I've, seen from you is that like the main like big thing that you're focusing on right now i know you do a hundred of different things you do your rants you have your maui ski club you do your music but would you say traveling around town to town doing that is that the main thing right now yeah so typically i work with uh you know like visitors bureaus chambers of commerce main streets and i go around to towns predominantly in ohio and i I promote those towns so yeah that's that's the main way i uh i bring in income and stuff there's other things that i do just to try and um bring people in to watch so that they're the videos that i make about towns get more views and things like that right but yeah it's um it's been it's been crazy it's been busy um but i've gotten to go to a lot of places in, in the state um, that I never would have probably gone before. And um, even, even out of the state as well, I've gone to like Louisiana, West Virginia, Michigan, Indiana, um, Florida. And just, uh, it's there's just so many great people on so many local levels and things like that. And it's something I fell into that I didn't think in a bajillion years yeah. I would ever be doing, especially for like a living, especially on my own, creating a 
company doing this stuff. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been, like I said, very rewarding, very cool. Um, and like I don't know, like Ohio gets this. I mean, it's obviously there are you know good parts and bad parts, but yeah. you know gets a bad rap nationally for whatever reason. And uh, I feel like my calling, my kind of job, at least for, for now. All right. Yeah. So you you were just saying, yeah, you feel like your job is to is to kind of like when when the draft came to to Cleveland, just put it on, light it up like Vegas, like LeBron said, and just yes, uh, yeah. and just you know just push it up on a platform because I think the biggest thing that I, the the people that seem to always talk down in Ohio and Cleveland specifically are definitely people that have never been there, which I never understand. I talk shit about In and Out all the time, but I've tried In and Out three or four times. I've given it a chance. I've tried different things, but I just don't understand. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. I think you're you're what you're you're really fighting the good fight, trying to get the good of Cleveland out there, because really the the bar scene and the food and when and it, and it stinks too. It, you know, it definitely takes a dip because it really does when it's the springtime and you got the tribe when they're good and you have the Browns, you got NFL draft, and when the Cavs are in the playoffs. Like those years when LeBron was here and the tribe was good, it was really hard to beat in the springtime, especially when the weather breaks and it's nice. But but really, you know, even without that stuff, Cleveland is Cleveland is great, and people people need to know that. No, hundred percent. It, it, it's definitely a good time. Um, whatever reason, this just gets a bad rap, and you know, I, I feel like if you if you say, I mean, like you can have your opinion on on the city and everything like that, but I think if you you know, come at it, you know, uneducated and things like that. It just kind of proves that you are for sure never been into the city. So absolutely. Yeah, I think I, I think with the NFL draft, I think it really showed a lot of people. I, I met probably a person from every other fan base besides Cleveland and at the draft. And I think every person had the consensus that they didn't know like, you know, Cleveland had all this stuff. You know, right. they don't they don't realize Lake Erie is like actually an ocean and not actually like <laughs> a lake. And uh no, it's definitely a good time. Um and, and yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of my calling, like I said, to be like, hey, um, Ohio's a great place to live, and there's a lot of good things to do here. So I guess it helps when you get paid to do it. Yeah, but helps I a think bit. it comes from an actually genuine place as well. I think so too. So let's stay on the draft. So I saw you. What'd you do at the draft? I saw you. You shaved your head, so that you new, new look, new I look, did, sir yacht, new look, I'm sir bald. yacht, bald sir yacht. And you ate you ate and ate a lemon. So start with the lemon. Why'd you have to eat a lemon again? Was this something with Justin Fields? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I did it because I was an idiot. But the, the real reason is because um, with the 49ers, they, they I said if they weren't going to draft Justin Fields because there's always talk about Mac Jones. There's always talk about Trey Lance, and I was just like, there's no way. Yeah. So I came up with this thing with Bleacher Report betting, BR betting, and I was like, hey, uh, Justin Fields does not get drafted by the 49ers. I will eat a lemon with the rind and the tag on it. Yeah. And yeah. Had the lemon ready, was really nervous. And uh, I was like, all right. So I ate the lemon, was not good. And then um, for the Browns, I thought they were going to draft Jeremiah Lusu Cormo in the first round. Yeah. So I was like a good content thing. I said I'd shave my head if they did. Well, they didn't. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm in the clear. What I didn't know is that I slide 26 picks down to the Browns with their second round pick. Yeah. And I was like, well, shit. So yeah, my, my videographer had a lot of fun with it. He was like, Hey, I'll set up a, uh, set up a little barbershop set. And we, uh, created some content, shaved my head. And yeah, now it's not shaved for no reason. Cause Twitter's gone. 
That was right. what it was for. It's all gone. It's all gone now. Yeah, Just like my hair, all yeah, gone. There's pros and cons to everything. You know, pro, yeah. you get good content out of it. Con, that content's now gone. Pro, he's really good and he's on the Browns. And con, you also, you know, you don't have any hair right now. So there's like, <laughs> it goes Dude, back I really and forth. My hair. It goes back I, and forth. So I've gotten so many people to say like, I look like Joe Thomas, Nicola, Nicola Jokic. Yeah. I've definitely heard um, human penis. You know, those are just some things that I think I've heard too. Yeah. yeah. You, you wouldn't know him. He's not a famous person, but the old athletic director at our school named Joe Roberts. Now you're much slimmer than he was, but you posted a selfie on Twitter and I sent it to my buddy and I'm like, dude, this is young. This is young Joe Roberts. He goes, Oh my God, I see it. I was just like, yeah, Joe Roberts just lost like a thousand pounds. Like this is what, this is what he would look like. Uh, the unathletic director shout out. But, um, so, so obviously I'm sure you're ecstatic with the, the Browns draft. And now we got a couple schedule leaks. I almost was going to send you a message like, Hey, do we want to wait until the schedule comes out? We've heard two things. It sounds like we're going to open up with Kansas city Week one, 425 slot, makes sense. And then on Christmas Day at Green Bay, which I'm excited for. I love both of these. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't really open up the season in a better way than, like, playing the team that you lost to the season before. That right. Would, I mean, in terms of roster, the Browns have a top three roster in the NFL. I think the Chiefs are obviously up there as well. Yeah. Um, and, hey, if the Browns, you know, have to get to the Super Bowl, they got to beat the Chiefs. So it's a great test right out the gate. Let's see where they're at. You know, I don't think it's going to be a end-all, be-all game if they, even if they win or if, even if they lose. Yeah, no. But – I mean, what a great matchup. And then Christmas Day against the Packers. Um, hopefully Aaron Rodgers is, like, still there. Yeah. It's so funny because all these people are saying that the Browns should trade for him. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, that would never happen, but it would be no. really funny if it did just for that game. Not actually be funny, though. Um, but that'll be a great – they got a tough schedule. They really do. That road schedule for the Browns is really tough. The home schedule is, is a little bit easier. Right. Um, but they're also, like I, – I don't know if they have necessarily any weaknesses right now, top to bottom, anywhere yeah. in the offense. Kicker. Defense. I mean, you can maybe say special teams. Kicker. Maybe. Um, we, we still don't know. Parky, Par- like, yeah, he played well last year. I mean, it's, like, when it mattered in the playoffs. So, I don't know. Let's take a second to talk about Cody Parkey. I, I want to get back to the schedule. So, Cody Parkey, it cracks me up because you are never – it doesn't matter whether it's an extra point, a field goal. You are never impressed when the ball comes off his foot. It doesn't have a pop. It doesn't have that – it doesn't launch like Justin Tucker. But he makes a lot of kicks, and he didn't lose any games for us last year. And if it wasn't for having one of the most famous missed field goals in the playoffs, I think he's only ever missed one field goal and one kick in his entire postseason career. It just happens to be the double doink. It's like the most famous one of all time. And he, and he was on the Browns before, and now he's back. I mean, I remember being at that Browns-Steelers game. I was there week 17. He, him and Scottish Hammer and the long snapper ran out a little bit early to do some more warm-ups, right? And this before the game even started, and Cody Parkey's getting booed. I was like cracking up. I'm like, Jesus, like, welcome to Cleveland football where your team's trying to go to the playoffs for the first time in a thousand years against the Steelers, and you're booing the kicker who's never lost you a game. But that's just, it's just like there's this like stigma and aura around him. It's insane. 
It is, and it's sad. I feel like I feel like with him too, that double joint thing. I feel like that wasn't even his fault because I think I read somewhere, at least I saw, he got that football is facing the wrong way. It, regardless, yeah, he uh, he definitely hasn't lost the Browns any games, and I just think it's like you know, it, it's like the perfect thing. That's what it was with Cyber Cyber yeah. or whatever the fuck his name was. It is, you know, the Browns had a great roster, and then the you know first game in twenty nineteen. Uh, he misses the extra point, and I felt like that was just an omen for the entire season. I was yeah. like, this is, this is unbelievable. So, you know, hopefully Cody continues to kick well and not lose his games. Yeah. Um, but, man, I, I, it's so weird because I just don't see a weakness anywhere in the roster. No. And maybe it's just, like, chemistry and, like, games play. Like, we just a lot of new phases and things like that. But right. it, it, it feels like I'm, like, I shouldn't say that because, like, it sounds like I'm a homer, but... I don't know. They, they've filled every single gap possible. And, yeah, I guess kicker would be, like, the one thing where I'm, like, you know, a little iffy about. Right. And, and and going back to that to that schedule, you know, you talked about chemistry and new faces. All the guys are really good, and you have a nice mix of guys who are established, guys, you know, some guys who have been there before. You got Denzel and Miles and those guys. And then you have, you know, rookies and, you know, Del Pitt, who's basically a rookie because he missed the entire uh, season last year. But now I, I hate to give any praise to the man, but Colin Coward said this and he made a great point. It's going to be depending, you know, the Browns have tough opponents, but based on where they play some of these opponents, it, it you know, it could really either, you know, hurt the Browns or work against them. If the, if the beginning of the season, you know, excluding the Chiefs game, now that we know that they open up with them week one, you know, if the, if the first half of the season is, you know, front loaded with some of those easier opponents, Versus, and then, you know, play those tougher opponents later in the season where guys have, have played and, you know, are more familiar with playing with each other. That would definitely benefit the Browns. But if the Browns are hammered in their first four weeks are like, you know, like Chicago and, you know, Kansas City, Chicago, Baltimore, even Pittsburgh's still going to be tough. Cincinnati's going to be better. Um, you know, if, if you're just hammering all those at the beginning, it's definitely going to, you know, it, it could make for a, a, a shaky start for, for the Browns season. Yeah, it, it definitely could, man. Um, and that's that's such a good point. Hopefully they don't front load the schedule. But at the end of the day, the Browns are top to bottom, top three best roster in the NFL. They're top three best team. We'll have to see what happens. Um, you know, my biggest thing that I would worry about would be, you know, can Baker throw the ball to Odell Beckham Jr.? He yeah. hasn't consistently been able to do it. Not necessarily Odell's fault, but just I feel like he's force-feeding it or feel like he just thinks about it too much. But when Odell's not out there, the Browns statistically have been better. Right. Now, we will see. I, I mean, I, obviously, like, when you add talent into the wide receiver room, it's not going to make you worse. Plus, they just added Anthony Schwartz, which yeah. I really I, I like that guy out of Auburn. Yeah. Um, I really liked him, and, and the quarterback play for him at Auburn was not very good. No. As an Auburn, Auburn yeah, guy. Yeah, I was going to say, you know. You would know. You're the Auburn You're a war guy. Eagle, baby. Yeah, yeah, So, but I'm, I'm really happy for that. So, but hopefully Baker and Odell can have some chemistry this year. I, I would hate to see uh, OBJ play somewhere else. Um, but I, I do have a question before we yes. get back on topic. So, you went to Arizona State. We were talking yeah. about Colin Coward. Yeah. And Liz Coward. Coward she sure does. Did you ever see her? Did you ever meet her? Did you ever party with not, nothing? Never, ever met her. We, now, I don't think she's in school anymore. She, you know, got like t- kind of like awkwardly Twitter famous and started some weird thing or whatever. But I have a friend who talks, who taught, yeah, socks, right? And she, so I, I have this friend, it was so weird. And so I have this friend 
And this girl that he talks to, it might be his official girlfriend. I don't know. I don't want to get him in trouble or make him seem like a, uh, you know, a, a romantic here. But she is like really good friends with Liv Coward, like really, really good friends. Like they talk a lot, would see each other, like Liv Coward will text her, like I miss you, stuff like that. Um, but I have never run in the same circle as Liv Coward, but I will say, you know, th this is like a, you know, some, it sounds so ridiculous for Arizona State, but, you know, you hear about, you know, I know my friend who went to like OU, right? They would go to a formal and they would do something cool. They would go and rent out like a big cabin place or whatever in like Tennessee, you know, out here in yes. ASU, we, we go to Vegas, which is just ridiculous. So <laughs> we had one guy who was the social chair made a run at, you know, DM'd and sent him the screenshots. He's like, wish, wish me luck, boys. And he, he tried to get Liv Coward to go with him to, uh, to formal, but it, it never happened. So that, that was as, as close as I got, unfortunately. Yeah, man, I was hoping you had some story about you guys uh, seeing each other and things like that. Yeah, but... me with a Baker no, man, Mayfield yeah. jersey. See... Yeah, I'm like, I have a Baker Mayfield jersey on and I run into her at like a tailgate or something. I'm like, so this is this is awkward. This is, yeah, this, <laughs> oh my God, I could imagine, I can only imagine, that would have been awesome. But yeah, good for her, because she, uh, it seems like she's made some sort of career off of, uh, not her dad, but just like everybody, like, damn, her Colin Coward's daughter is 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 a, a good looking woman, and yeah. she sells used socks. No, I I think she's done a good job. Yeah, um, with, with that. I support the hell out of it. I think it's awesome, and and, and it was funny too because their first stretch, not this past year, but the year before, when Baker, you know, was the the whole Browns were just bad, bad. Freddie Kitchens Browns, and it was like you know, people were like, yeah, you know, we we can't get Cowherd to react to these, or you know, his DMs aren't open, so we're just gonna send like weird Baker Mayfield memes to, to live cowherd. And then through her, they were ending up on her dad's desk, which was just that, that was pretty funny to see. I think that was the highlight of the 2019 season, honestly. Probably, which is very depressing, but I very would agree with you there. My God, it's just bad. Speaking of Odell though. So you got, how'd you get the hookup? You have a signed Odell Jersey. He appreciates your support. How did that happen? How did he, um, Oh, you're going to pull it out. I'm ready for this. <laughs> Uh-huh. Do, yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> My setup is really bad. Um, because I just I want to see but this. I, yeah, on the river front at Cuyahoga River in Cleveland, I did happen to bring my Odell back from Jersey. Amazing. So I don't you were able to see it? No, it's green screen. Yeah, it's green screen. People can tell. It's there. But yeah, so how'd you get that? How how would you get in contact with Odell or how did Odell come across your stuff? Because that's a big deal. Odell's huge. Yeah, it kind of sucks that I have no longer have contact with him anymore. Right. But, uh for now. For now, for now. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, so, um, so first off, I, I started doing some, like, reporting, and after it being wrong so many times, like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm done reporting. But I did some stuff about Odell Beckham Jr., and I was like, I hope this shit isn't right. I hope they, like, aren't going to trade him and stuff. And then I just deleted the stuff. I was like, whatever, this is yeah. dumb. But anyways, people kind of throw that at me, and I'm like, okay, whatever. But um, I was just so tired of him getting bashed about yeah. things. Like, just for no reason. Like, he's... He's always seemed like a nice guy. He's, worked, yeah. he's really talented. Um, he's passionate. Like, it's just, everything about him, just because he was in, in New York and a superstar, like, I feel like it was blown out of proportion. Right. So there was just a lot of hate online one day, and I made a video. I'm like, just quit hating on this guy. Like, he's a good dude. Like, he's nice. And I was just kind of making fun of people that were, making, like, trying to make fun of him. And for whatever reason, like, the next day, uh, somebody sent it to him. I look at my phone. I get a uh, notification that says, OBJ followed you back. And I got a message from him, and yeah, we just we were shooting the shit one night, 
which is like the craziest thing ever. Yeah. Like, and he's so, so nice, super yeah. nice guy. Like, wasn't, you know, trying to get me to post anything or whatever. I just did it because I, one, good content, but two, is like, I was like, I got to show people this guy's Show nice. appreciation, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he's like, hey, send me an address. I'll send you a jersey. And like, dude, it's like an NFL 100 jersey. It's a sick Stitch jersey. For, yeah, Stitch for Odell. Um, I, it's nuts. And it's like, it has uh, his signature on it. Then like, to, he says, the Sir Yacht, much love, bro. Appreciate you being a real one. Love you, Brody. Bless. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it was nuts. We Dude wrote a book on the back of his uh, his jersey, but amazing. it was, uh, yeah, just, it's just really cool. Really nice guy. So that's the crazy thing about social media, man. It's just, I, I, I'll never know where this shit will take me or it'll take anybody or where it'll take you for that matter. Right. And it's, uh, it's just, you just put out stuff and you kind of see what's in it. It's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's kind of funny, you know, you talk about this kind of made me think. You know, when you're talking about Odell being in New York, such a huge superstar, you know, all, all these, all this chatter around him, it kind of, his trajectory and how he became, you know, so famous, it's almost kind of equivalent to a child star almost because, you know, obviously when he was in college, he's at LSU, that's a huge school, but other than, and people knew who he was, he was a high draft pick, but it, it's not like he was playing in the Joe Burrow offense, you know, where it was just like, up and down the field, right? So he wasn't on as big of a stage at, or showcased as much as obviously he probably could have been in college is as if he was where, as if he was, you know, somewhere else, right? And then he comes into the league, he's playing in New York, and really he, you know, is famous and known, but becomes mega famous overnight because of the catch. And and yeah. and that was on, you know, that was under the lights. So that was probably a primetime game, I, I'm sure. And, you know, I can't remember exactly. So that's the only football game that's on. He makes one of the, probably the greatest, you know, just from an athletic standpoint, like how did that even happen? One of the most impossible, insane catches of all time for a touchdown in New York. And all of a sudden overnight, you know, it's like if you were, you know, like any of these Disney stars or whatever, you know, you're in this movie and all of a sudden it's an overnight success. And then you, you got to, you almost have to be like, whoa, like my life is all of a sudden super different overnight. Like obviously it changed once I went to the NFL, but now it's like into the stratosphere and it's almost not slowing down. And I imagine that has to be a lot to deal with. And then you have, you know, some of those low moments like that game against Josh Norman where they're going back and forth at each other where neither of them were really playing football. They were just fighting with each other and taking cheap shots the whole game. You have the kicking net thing and everything, but you're exactly right. The whole time he's been in Cleveland, all it's been is just bullshit out of talking heads' mouths. I really don't see in any way how he's been a distraction, a distraction or a negative whatsoever. I mean, he seems to be to 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 have been amazing, and I think that's you know where we share. We want it to work out so badly because it's like here's this superstar, and we just want it to click so so badly because everything that he can control. He's pretty much taken care of and been an A-plus student. Right. So two things on that. So first, a lot of this stuff happened when he was in New York and when he was like 22, 23 yeah. years old. Like, Are you kidding? That's so much to take. Yeah. To take in like that spotlight, every, to be over-scrutinized for everything you do yeah. is ridiculous. And he's still like, he's still 28 right now. Like he's not like, it's he's, he's still young. Like, yeah. it's, I don't know. People are just are so hard, especially like grown ass men. It's like, who the fuck are you to say all this stuff about? Yeah. Now? And another thing too, is like, Oh, well he like gets mad on the sideline. Anybody that's like, he's mad at a teammate. Anybody that has played a sport, whether it's in high school, college, 
like even intermules at the YMCA with yeah. white ass slow people. Yeah. You get mad, you get competitive, you might say things to some teammates. It's it's not a big deal. You like yeah. we just don't think about it and like move on. Like you you like bury the hatchet. It's for him, like it's so stupid because like, oh like Odell has argued or like he's fi- been fired up, whatever. Yeah. That's called adrenaline. That's called sports. That's called yeah. wanting to win. Look at any other NFL athlete, and you'll they'll do the same thing. Tom Brady's the, put under a damn microscope because he's yeah. out. And Tom Brady's the biggest one. And you're right too. It comes back to people commenting on this stuff. You know, just like people commenting about Cleveland. Probably most of them have never been. And the people that are commenting on all this stuff, like, oh my gosh, probably never played sports past like elementary school or junior high, or just don't just don't understand, which makes no sense. But you look at Tom Brady. It's yeah. all comes down to perspective he's got all these super bowls so if he motherfucks josh mcdaniels his coach his offensive coordinator it's like yeah mcdaniels deserved it fuck that guy what a moron for calling that play like no but but if it's odell it's just like oh look at the way that he just walked past freddie kitchens huh freddie kitchens is definitely in the right here when it just is absolutely not true but it's just yeah god i just can't imagine because he's like i just want to live my life i just want to play football he loves, from what everything that we've heard and seen, he loves being in Cleveland, and I'm sure it was tough there for a while. But, you know, as the season went on, he did start to tweet more stuff and in support, and I'm sure he was very supportive behind the scenes, and obviously I'm sure he was talking to Jarvis all the time. Those guys are best friends. So I just, it's, um, I understand it because of who he is and where he's been and everything, but I don't like it, you know? Yeah, and I think he's kind of tuned it out as well as what it sounded like, at least when I was texting him. And, yeah. um, you know, it is what it is. I think he knows it comes with the, t- the title. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's like the most followed person on Instagram in the NFL. He's, yeah. he's probably the most followed on, on Twitter as well. I mean, he just has a brand beyond football so yeah. that if he ever like retired or whatever, like, you know, people would still follow him and he'd still have like, he'd, he'd make some great career out of something else, but sure. it's, it, that's why, I mean, he just has so much attention towards him. And I think, I think being in New York, I don't know if he if he would have been as good somewhere else. I don't know if he would have had the spotlight that he did no. in New York. I don't know if he'd be this big of a brand. I think he'd be like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I still think he'd be an amazing wide receiver and still be like, like a huge following. But I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, because if you make a catch like that, it's one thing. But then if that's the only game on TV and everyone's right. watching and it's in the social media era, I mean, that was a part of. You know, just people like us, regular people on Twitter tweeting it. That had to have been, you know, we, we've seen it in so many different ad campaigns and commercials. I mean, that was it for everything. That was the sports news cycle for, you know, I mean, th- that's probably one of the, the in modern day news cycles that are literally seem like they're a half hour long. That was like a talking point probably for like almost a full week, which is like impossible in today's age. So, I mean, that's just... Yeah. Like I said, it's it's like a child star getting super famous overnight. He's 22 years old, whatever he was, and all of a sudden his life has changed for forever. Everyone still shows it. Everyone still talks about it, and everyone still wants to see it. And he, I, I just you know I I feel like a broken record, but I just so badly want it to to work out. You know whether it's been times he finally Baker finally connects with him on a long pass and he gets tackled by the goal line. I'm like. 
please God, like let this review show that he was in. He wasn't down before. I'm like, I just oh, want yeah. to, I'm like, yeah. like the one against uh, two years ago against Pittsburgh, right? That he scored and they reversed. I felt so bad. I'm like, I wanted Odell to have that touchdown so bad. And then the same thing against Cincinnati this year. They called it. I'm like, oh, God, is he going to be in? Please just, you know, they finally connected on one. Please let him be in. And he was in. And I I was so happy. It was like I was watching my kid out there who got into the game for the first time. I'm like, please don't let him piss down his leg. It's, like, ridiculous. I know. I know, man. He's so good, too. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's – I just wanted to work out so badly here, too. I agree. And, and, yeah. and there's been spurts, like the three touchdowns against the Cowboys. Yes. And, you know, he can do it. Like, he's he, – he, I, I forgot how many touchdowns he scored in New York. Like, he was – He's a stud. Like yeah. that, that, that is the reason why everybody was so hyped. And I think that's what a lot of people really forget is, yeah. you know, hey, we traded it for an absolute superstar. So yep. I think, you know, injuries aside and everything like that, I think it could really work out this year in Cleveland. I sure hope it does. I think it's going to be great. And you know what? I, hopefully in the long run, we're able to look back. It's like, hey, you know, the resurgence of Rashard Higgins, you know, he has kind of got back to that two years ago, Baker's rookie year with, with that connection, which is great. And DPJ had to step up, and I really like him. I thought he did a really nice job. Hodge is really good. Do you think? Do you ever get confused when Odell and Hodge are on the field? They got he's number twelve. They look similar, same build, and he wears the sleeve like Odell does. Do you, have you ever gotten confused? Like was that Hodge or Beckham? It happens to me. Uh, occasionally, like I, someone like someone will catch the ball. I'm like, I hope that's Odell. And, and then it's Hodge. Hodge. Yeah. <laughs> occasionally with the number, definitely. Yeah, they got the same build. Um. So, yeah, hope it works out for Odell. I'm excited to see the rest of that Browns schedule. Um, as we kind of wrap up here, talk about – let's go back to some of these towns you have visited. What are some of the towns that you visited that maybe you didn't really hear of or haven't heard much about, super small towns, that really surprised you? It doesn't have to be specific to Ohio, anywhere anywhere that you've been. And then I want to hear some of your dream places that, that you'd like to get to. That's a good. Uh, that's a good question because these are things I got to think about as a business person. Yes, this um, is a business conversation now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, first off, things places I would love to get to like that are just here, like, um, like any, anywhere on the shore, like Putin Bay, like obviously yeah. the place, like Kelly's Island, I'm gonna get to at some point. Um, I, but I'd love to take this thing. I mean, I, I've been able to do like five or six towns so far outside of Ohio, which is awesome. That's amazing. Um. And I love to make, yeah, I love to make it like kind of a national thing to where I, and the goal is to like, I would love to produce it or like to present it to like a travel channel or right. a discovery or something and be like the guy theory of, you yeah. know, like towns instead of diners, drive-ins, dives, you know, towns, cities and whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But so something like that. Um, but I, some cool places that I've been to, like, uh, that I never really heard of before. Like, so I was in Ashland, Ohio yesterday. I was yep. in Ashland, Kentucky a few uh-huh. weeks ago and that's on the other side of the ohio river and that's a really cool town billy ray cyrus is from there oh really uh it nice. break your heart was filmed there yeah yeah there's so many things you learn in these trips oh like, yeah what the hell you have no idea um i was just in venice florida a couple weeks ago and that was a super cool town oh yeah um it also helps that it's like you know amazing and right on the water right on the gulf and yeah you know just beautiful place um but there's yeah i'm going to uh you know, I'm making a trip out to West Virginia okay. uh, in a couple of weeks and doing some stuff there. I'm going to be in North Dakota. Whoa. In like a month. Yeah. But that's that's with, sick. Um, that's, with, that's not really with the city. It's like uh, there's like a media company out there. I don't know if you've ever heard of You Betcha. They make like Midwest kind of type vibe. That's you've awesome. De- I 100% you've definitely seen. I've definitely seen something. I feel so bad, but he even says this himself. He says everybody thinks he looks like a heavyset Baker Mayfield. 
but he makes content and he looks exactly like Baker Mayfield, but he's, like, you know, he's got like, you know, a dad vibe. And this is him saying this, not me. Yeah. Um, but I'm going out there to make some content with them. So amazing. I don't know. We're doing it. My point with all this rambling, I guess, is that I'd love to, there's so many gems in Ohio that I'm going to get to yep. that are like, just, I've not, I never would have gone to a million years and they're going to be so cool. But then my job, I think is to try and expand this out outside of Ohio as well. I'd, yeah. I'd love to kind of, Make this my home base, do a lot of them here, but then, you know, here and then do some and, and travel more so as well. Amazing. Well, I would like to propose to you, starting June 23rd, I'm going to be back in the great state of Ohio. If you want to make it down to Lexington or Mansfield, because Mansfield has Shawshank. you got to do Mansfield. I mean, that's like... I know. I'm I trying. Mean, I'm I mean, trying to have a response. That is yeah. just... When I tell people that, they're like, oh, fuck. Like, they actually start listening to me now. I'm like, oh, I'm a small town in Ohio. Yeah, Shawshank. They're like, excuse me? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was with my friend, my friend who has the girlfriend who knows Liv Coward. Uh, him and my roommate are both from Wisconsin, and we were watching this uh, Smithsonian channel. Uh, they have a series called, like, Discovering Blank, and it'll be like tech. They have all the states. They have different places. And they had an Ohio one, and the last 10 minutes was Mansfield and, like, you know, uh, the, the Malabar Inn and the tree and Shawshank and and all that stuff, because there's great history outside of Shawshank at, at Malabar Farm, too. So um, that would be another yeah. place that you could go. But they were talking about that. My guy was like, no shit. I'm like, yeah, it's about 12 minutes from my house. He's like, what? Like, yeah, it was, uh, you know, people people get impressed, you know. And if you want to use this line, I, I, uh, I give you I give you I give you full permission. If you want to say that uh, when there's a gust of wind in Mansfield, sometimes you can still hear Morgan Freeman's voice. So if you want to use that, Damn. it's a pretty good one. Damn. It always connects. Yes. I've been using it for like four years now. Always a, always a great one. Always a great one. So you have uh, permission to use that. But if, uh, yeah, when, when, when you're home or, or when I'm home and uh, you want to make it down that way, let me, let me know. I think, I want to say even, I think the mayor lives close to me or my mom knows the mayor or something. So maybe you could come to, there's not much in Lexington, but we got to get you to Mansfield for sure. Yeah, dude, I would love to be down there. Yeah, can you post that when you're back? I'd I will. To, I'd love to meet up with you and do some stuff for sure. That, but I, I've been trying. I, I've emailed Lexington as well, but I, I've been trying to get the Mansfield for a while. So yeah. hopefully eventually someone will get back to me. I'll have to I'll have to ping them again. But I would love to do like the Shawshank Trail because Ashland has a couple spots yeah. on this trail that they do like in the entire area. So I, right. I was at a couple places yesterday that had some Shawshank stuff. But Amazing. 100% want to get down there and 100% want to uh, – can't go with you down there for sure. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, before we go, any any places on the list that are coming up that are booked and that you're going to be heading out, other than North Dakota, what's what's next for you? Where are you going? Yeah, so uh, small town tomorrow called Macedonia. Um, yeah. Where randomly foster the people is from, which is like, uh, that's kind of oh, a yeah. Whoa. Uh, let's that. see. Yeah, I don't know, like Zanesville next week, a town called Clyde. Like a bunch of small towns in Ohio. Clyde, yeah. Um, let me look at my calendar real quick. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring <laughs> I, up the I, schedule. I've had so many things. I go. I do go to West Virginia in a couple weeks. Yep. Um, I go to Tip City, which is by Dayton. Okay. Uh, next week, and yeah, West Virginia for a couple weeks. Okay. Um, or no, I'm sorry, a week, and then I travel to go see my girlfriend in uh in Louisiana. Cool. And then I come back, and then I hit the road again. I go to a town called Piqua. Yep. where Captain Underpants what? is uh, founded, or like they, they, because uh, that fun fact, they they said the home base for Captain Underpants is Piqua, because they used to have an Underpants festival. So Captain Underpants is like fakely 
based out of Pickle, Ohio. So you were telling then, me Ohio has Superman and Captain Underpants? We got it all, baby. We got all sizes. I, know, I mean, I knew Superman. I got, I got the GB artwork shirt that I wear all the time, birthplace of Superman there at uh, Glen Oak. But holy yeah. shit. I did not know we had – that's like – Oh my gosh, if I would have known, I would have read those books even faster as a kid if I knew that they were in Ohio, the Camden for Ohio. Well, dude, get, all right, so this too, this is yeah. another one. Um, Calvin and Hobbes, is, Calvin and Hobbes the, uh, was made in Chagrin Falls. So the if you look at the back of the book, yep. of all the books, it'll, it's the main street for Chagrin Falls, which is nuts. So there's, wow. yeah, there's a lot of like random stuff here. Smuckers, that Smuckers is always one I kill. I like always giving Smuckers. people, Ohio sucks. I'm like, did you eat Incrust- Uncrustables as a kid? I'm like, you're welcome, Orville, Ohio. Now shut your whore mouth. Like I get so pissed. Yeah, you bitch. And they're like, they're like, yeah, I used to put them in the freezer. They were so good. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome, Bobby Knight. Welcome. What's up? Yeah, same place. Um, a lot of stuff here. A lot of stuff comes from here. I think a lot of people um, go out and, and do ventures in other places, yeah. but uh, like yourself. But I, I think what people um, can agree, like people, like, you know, most people that are from here, is that you know, it's always nice coming home. It's always nice, you know being back in town yeah. and there's so just there's so many good people that come from here whether they stay or whether they go right. so that's just kind of the thing i think about and, and it's cool even you know people even that spent a little bit of time here i think about like rob lowe right like he's like you know spent time in dayton wasn't born here but grew up here before he moved out i listen to his podcast i really like rob lowe but he still like claims ohio and talks about when he grew up here and like great memories and i'm pretty sure his family is still here or they were for a long time and it's just yeah, like you said, no matter who goes out, you know, if they spend any time, it, it, you know, no matter where in the state they're from, I know we always joke, you know, pretty much south of Columbus is just Kentucky. But I mean, really, I mean, I mean, like everyone is really proud to be from here, even when they even when they uh, get out and go somewhere else. And eventually, you know, I'm sure one day I will have lived in outside of Ohio longer than I have in Ohio, but it'll definitely always be home. And that'll be you know, some of the most fun times I always look back on when I was in Ohio. And obviously I still go back, so I'm still creating memories. But I think that's what's really cool and unique to Ohio. You know, it's it's it's, it's cool like that. And I, I just, I love it. It's it's special. It is a special place, man. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, whether, whether I stay here or not, I don't know. But, um, you know, who knows what the future holds. But it's yeah. uh, it'll, it'll definitely always be home, that's for sure. Absolutely love it. Well, Sir Yacht, I'm so glad that you're that you're doing well. I'm sorry about the the Twitter. When we before we get off here, I'll get your new Twitter so I can so I can uh, now yeah, I, yeah. now I'm gonna be the one helping you out. Send it send into hopefully some more people your way. But, oh my uh, <laughs> god, I hope so. Man. Yeah, I haven't tweeted too much from it because I'm like, well, I don't want to put so much shit on here. Like right. my old, my main thing comes right. back. But yeah, it's just Sir Yacht underscore. It's the same thing. I just put an underscore at the end just in case. So. Right. We'll see. Hopefully some good news. But hey, man, if not, you know, it's not the end of the world. Right. Um, I'll build it back up again. I'll focus on some other stuff. I just bought some video equipment. So awesome. I'm going to focus on YouTube and TikTok and make, you know, better videos and things Amazing. like that. So it, it's just a speed bump, but it's not, you know, it's it's not a roadblock. We'll be all right. I love it. Sir Yacht, you're the best, man. Always great talking to you. Let's go brownies this year. Can't wait to see that schedule tonight. Go brownies, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course, and uh, we'll talk to you in three weeks when the Indians get no hit again. Good, man. Let's go for the record. Hey, you know, I, I hate to keep going on, but I was cracking up. Like, I, you know, because the Indians, they're weirdly good, and they're exactly who we thought they were. 
The offense is not going to be great. They have a few good bats like Jose's a stud and Framil is capable. Naylor is feisty. And, you know, they got some guys that can run the bases and hit a little bit. But their bullpen's really good and they have really good starting pitching again. And the Indians are exactly who they thought they were. Some nights they're going to score nine runs and other nights they're going to just get no hit, literally. And much like the Browns that last Hugh Jackson year, remember they played like, like almost, I swear it was like, I swore they play, played like 20 overtime games. They played like four or five of them, right? And they were all like yeah. in the first eight weeks of the season. And they tied that first one against Pittsburgh. And I'm like, I was rooting for a tie every week. I'm like, if we could be like 4-4 four, four, and 8 or something, like let's, <laughs> I'm like, let's do it. So I would love nothing more than the Tribe to compete for the division and get no hit like four times. That would be awesome. No, I'm fine with that. It, it's... It sure shows how far good pitching goes. <laughs> yes. Um, they just they just consistently cannot hit. Um, but it's funny because Lindor gone, like, you know, it's like, well, the Indians kept, like, the best bat. We'll see how long Jose's here for. But yeah. that pitch staff and that bullpen. Yeah. Um, I mean, Shane Bieber is historically good. He's not just good. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't understand how the Indians are – so good at like scouting and bringing up good pitching and things like that. They're not good at they're not good at keeping them. No, but they're good at they're good at bringing them up. Um, and, and, yeah, it, it it helps that they're in the NFC East of whoa. the MLB. Oh yeah, I was like, whoa, what are you? T-? I'm like, is, I thought you had a brain yeah, fart there for a second. I'm um, like, whoa. Yeah, they're in the <laughs> NFC East right now. No, uh, it helps that they're in they the are. NFC East of the MLB. Yeah, but um, and still, I mean, you win a division, I don't care. Yeah. And they really are going to be the NFC East once we're the baseball team. Dude, <laughs> you're not wrong. I, we really I, are. I understand why I have to change it, but it better not be an awful, awful name. I know. No. Well, that's for another discussion. But, uh, but yeah, and, and the Indians pitching, it's so impressive. And I know he's a little problematic to talk about, but, you know, Mickey Calloway, I'm pretty sure he was like the Clippers or Arrows or Rubber Ducks manager when all those guys were in the minors and then obviously he comes up and he's the pitching coach and he leaves but the but the 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 starting pitching the pitching has never skipped a beat it's been really really good pretty much since Tito took over in 2013 the pitching has been I mean really good and the fact you know you think about all the guys that they subtracted off the roster between in the last few years between Kluber, Bauer, and Clevenger and those are just starters and you still got you know Savale who's 5-0, 5-0, and Bieber, who hasn't been as dominant as last year, which is so crazy to say because he's still so good. And he's 4-2. and two. He, did, he hasn't gotten the best run support. But it's um, it's exciting and makes, makes me think that they can compete despite probably going to get no hit a handful of times. Probably, man. But like you said, let's go off the record. But the thing is, like, they've been – they've had some, like, Hall of Fame studs that have come yeah. from, like, the scouting from the farm team. Like, we had that trade that brought in Cliff Lee – yeah. Um, I think it was from the Blue Jays. I'm not quite sure, but yeah. they saw some stuff in him. We obviously had CC Sebastia, even like guys like Justin Masterson. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm forgetting about Bauer. I mean, Bauer, Kluber, like yeah, Bieber. Now, like, there's so many guys that have come in and pitched, and Carrasco, like, yeah. so many good pitchers, consist like consistently. Like, yeah. I think hitting has always been kind of a problem. I swear to God, right. every time the Indians get three people on base and zero runs, I'm like, this is yeah. this is ridiculous. But it's tough. Hey, pitching wins you games, man. They they really do. And it's, I think if we had yeah. one more pitcher available, someone didn't play with a drone in 2016, I think we'd be having the World Series yeah. trophy in our well, progressive well, he, field. He wasn't the problem because that one that game after they went up three one, Bauer pitched and he pitched well. His it wasn't the finger. I think it was. 
the the fucking fluke of Carrasco breaking his hand because he caught like yeah, a line no, drive, right. like in like September or something. You know, at the very end of the season, it was it was just absolutely murder. And um, you know, Salazar was was hurt. Um, you know, he was pitching really well and ended up getting getting hurt. He was another guy that you you saw a little bit of a glimpse, and it was like. Man, this, especially when he started, now he had a, like one good inning where he struck a couple guys out and he was throwing like 112 miles an hour. That wild card game that he started against the Rays back in the day that yeah. they lost. But it was like, man, it just sucked that he never turned out because he was such a live arm and it was effortless. Unbelievable. I know. Yeah, I thought he was going to turn out too. But it basically the strategy was like, hey, Corey Kluber, can you go today? Cool. Oh, you can't? Well, we'll just have somebody pitch, and then hopefully Andrew Miller comes in the six, pitches two innings, throws absolutely like six or seven yeah. strikeouts in two innings, even though that's, that's impossible, and just uh, let's just figure this thing out. Andrew Miller is the only pitcher that I saw put guys on skates like they were trying to guard Kyrie Irving. Un- I mean, that... that the most dominant, dominant pitching I've ever seen. Um, yeah. and it sucks because he never really returned to that form no. after that year. Injuries. Injuries. He wasn't a stud like he was in... You know, in 2017, that next year, that team was loaded, especially. I mean, that's what the Indians have to do, right? Good pitching, farm system, and you develop guys. And then, you know, when, when, when other teams are trying to sell, you pick up the Jay Bruce's of the world and stuff like that You that you couldn't sign outright. And, like, Edwin, they were able to. But, like, you know, Jay Bruce is a guy, you know, we can't add both of them in the same offseason. But if someone wants to dump them at the trade deadline or buyout or whatever, they can do that. But, yeah, I mean, in 2017, you know, you couldn't be like, Andrew, we need like three and two thirds and just go and strike everybody out. That after that, pretty much after that uh, Blue Jays series to go to the World Series, it was never, never the same. Never reached that peak again. Not bad, it's sad, but it was a hey, great run between Cavs and that man. Couldn't yeah. even imagine. Yeah. That was just we're so spoiled. Like that was just that was the peak of Cleveland sports for a while. Now hopefully the Browns can return us back to that. We'll see. Yeah, I hope so. But it, you know the Browns are good now. And it, uh, it cost us everything, but it's going to be worth it. We're going to be okay. Exactly. Exactly, man. I think, I, I think it's worth it. It's okay worth it. That. All right, sir. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be talking soon. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course.